0: Well, this is valentine's day happy valentine's day i'm not going to talk about valentine's day i'm going to talk about love but not the sentimental or romantic or mushy kind of experience that's often associated with valentine's day it's ironic that valentine's day often ends up by its nature excluding people who are hungriest for love who most need to hear that message you are deeply loved It's ironic that Valentine himself, although not much is known about St. Valentine, this is actually a holiday in the church calendar. St. Valentine is uh, venerated by both the Catholic Church and the Anglican community and the Lutheran Church. Not much is known about him, but he was a priest or a bishop, so probably not married, ironically, who was beheaded when he was maybe in his early 40s. So his life was not a happily ever after kind of life because it was poured out in service of persecuted followers of Jesus. That is St. Valentine's. So we're gonna talk about love, but not that kind of love, this kind of love. We're learning about self-denial from Dallas Wood, the book Renovation of the Heart. And actually, while often on Valentine's Day, we think about love as something that will fill me up, fulfill my heart, it's what I want. It's about fulfilling my desires, but actually, Uh, Self-denial, the death to self, taking my desires off the throne of my life is a deep part of the agape, self-giving love that lies at the core of reality and the heart of God. And that love is available to anybody. The only way that I can really give it to other people is if I'm first receiving it from God. So that's what we're going to talk about and spend a few moments doing on this day. Page 70, Dallas writes this, experience-based confidence in God's loving care. Stop there. That's an unbelievable phrase. We're to have not just confidence in God, but confidence in God's care, God's loving care. Not just that, we're to have experience-based confidence in God's loving care. That is from one moment to the next, I learned to interact with God and to receive this moment, this gift, this word, this food, this thought, as an evidence of God's care for me so that it's a part of my experience. This contrasts with the problem, a lot of people in the field of therapy psychology talk about this uh, these days, which is that fear, anxiety often causes what is called experiential avoidance. Experiential avoidance is when I say, I'm gonna make my goal to experience pleasantness and to avoid pain. So anything that would cause me distress, I will resist. I will try to get out of my life. I'm not going to think about it. I won't have this difficult conversation with another person. I won't enter into that situation if I've got a phobia, if it causes a problem for me. My goal is pleasantness and not pain. And therefore, people end up Uh, missing out on the life that they were called for, living out their true values. And trying to avoid pain ends up not even being a good way to avoid pain because it just festers underneath the surface. When I think of experiential avoidance, I think about Jesus' story about the three servants with the master who gave them five talents, two talents, and one talent. And the. And the last one that had one talent buries it in the ground and says to the master, it's because of fear. I knew you. You're a hard man. I was afraid to risk. I was afraid of the anxiety that would go with taking a chance. So I just buried it. Never had the experience of learning, growing, developing, stretching, contributing. That's experiential avoidance. And the contrast that we're invited to is experience-based confidence in God's loving care. In this moment from one moment to the next always available to me if my eyes will be open it's interesting in that parable of the talents all three servants served the same master but their perception of the master their felt experience of the master was night and day Two experience a master who believed in them loved loved them was incredibly generous to them commissioned them And the third one had the same master, but perceived him to be hard and unloving and unsafe. So developing experience-based confidence in God's loving care is a learned skill. I learned to look for him and see him in every moment, this moment right here, when I get to be with you. In every thought, in the wonder and beauty of creation, in the greeting of a friend. And food that comes to me uh, in the clothes that I get to wear, in the home in which I get to live, even though I didn't merit any of these things. And bit by bit, moment by moment, I can develop experience-based confidence in God. Only love of God, Dallas writes, frames and supports love of neighbor giving it right direction and the power to carry out its aim in the goodness within the kingdom. It is love of God, admiration and confidence in His greatness and goodness, and the regular experience of His care that frees us from the burden of looking out for ourselves. What remarkable changes this introduces into our day-to-day life. Personally, at the beginning of my day, often before arising, I commit my day to the Lord's care. Usually I do this while meditatively praying through the Lord's Prayer or possibly the 23rd Psalm. Then I meet everything that happens as sent or at least permitted by God. I meet it resting in the hand of His care. This helps me to do all things without grumbling or disputing, as Paul writes, because I have already placed God in charge And I'm trusting him to manage them for my good. I no longer have to manage the weather, airplanes, and other people. I no longer have to manage the weather, airplanes, and other people because I have experience-based confidence in God. So now, wherever you are, I want to invite you to do this with your day. Dallas would often uh, refer in talks to his practice of early in the morning, not as an onerous thing, uh, working through either the 23rd Psalm or the Lord's Prayer as a way of placing himself in God's presence through the day. So I thought this would be a good day to practice that. Right now, wherever you are, unless you're driving, close your eyes, take a deep breath, Relax your body, your face, your neck, your shoulders, your back. And then here's the prayer. The Lord is my shepherd. God, I put you in charge of my life. I am no longer trying to run the show. I am grateful to live under your care. I shall not want, thank you God that today I don't have to live under the tyranny of unfulfilled, unsatisfied desires. Today, whatever is going on in my circumstances, I look to your presence and care. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Now a sheep that's lying down in a green pasture isn't hungry or else he'd be standing up eating. Lying down beside still waters isn't thirsty. He'd be standing up drinking. God, you have met my needs. Physically and emotionally and spiritually. I'm so grateful I don't have to go through life driven by hunger or thirst. He restores my soul. God, how I need this. My mind is so easily obsessed with my anxieties or my anger, my soul feels torn up and wounded. Thank you that you heal my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness by his namesake. Thank you, God, that you help me make wise decisions. That you are growing good inside of me that can come out of me. Thank you for leading me in the right paths. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Thank you, God, that even when anxiety comes, it does not have to rule my life, for you are with me. You are with me. This day you are with me. Your rod and your staff that comfort me, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thank you, God, that I don't have to live in anxious fear, even in the presence of enemies. I can be calm enough to be uh, hungry and ready to eat and maybe even share with them. You anoint my head with oil. Dallas says here you might think in terms of hot showers and warm fluffy towels, things that make us feel clean and comfortable and special and God makes that possible. My cup runneth over. It's not mostly full, it's not all the way full, it's running over so that there is love that I can give to other people. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. Delish used to say, sometimes he would picture them as two little dogs behind him. There's little goodness and there's no mercy, following me from one moment to the next. I'm never alone. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I don't even have to fear death. Thank you, God, for you and your love Thank you that I can live in experience-based confidence in your loving care. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the bell so you never miss an episode. There are emails that go along with each video. If you'd like to receive those, you can let us know at becomenew.me slash subscribe. There, you can also opt in for text alerts. More than videos to watch, we hope this is a community you feel a part of. So thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next time.